coming to you from that galaxy far, far away. This is the Star Warriors podcast, and tonight is Collectors Anonymous. Uh, so we're we're all here. There's a circle of us sitting here. We're going to discuss our collecting habits, a little history of Star Wars, and why uh, the two go hand in hand so well together. So uh, if you could just intro yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about your uh, collecting habits. Go ahead, Rocco. I'm uh, I'm Rocco. In terms of my collecting habits, um, those of you, you guys can see me. You can see all the Funkos behind me. Um, I would say more than 75% of my Funko collection is Star Wars. Um, and I also collect uh, a lot of Star Wars figures um, and, you know, any of the Star Wars actors, little strands of their hair that I find when I'm stalking them. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> those are my collecting habits and I'm sure we'll get deeper into that as the night goes on. TMI, man. TMI. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Moses? Um, you know, my collection started light. Um, I ended up trying to get a little of everything and a little, a few pops, a few Legos. Eventually in our house, we made a full on library and so I've dedicated one full bookshelf to Star Wars. And so to try to rein in uh, my collection, because I do have family members who suffer from kind of hoarding. And I want to make sure I don't fall in that trap. I kind of try to prioritize and be like, all right, if I'm going to fill more stuff in, I just have to like replace it with something better. So for the most part, I've been kind of going through Black Series and getting... Um, some of the Kotobukiyas, I, I really love those. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But I, I'm, close, a huge fan of, I'm a few fan, huge fan of the statues. I love the details. And, you know, I have lighted shelves. Um, outside of that, I have a wall of lightsabers. And that right there is my prized collection. Yeah, I can't wait uh, for you to tell us all about that in a little bit. Uh, what, what about you, Casey? My collecting of Star Wars is extensive. <laughs> Not as extensive as some of us, but yeah, you know, I from everything, maybe not pops. That's one I have to really strict myself down to pops because I, I could be disgusting for the ones that I'm like, that's really cool. But anyway, for everyone who does, but uh, I don't know, books, comics, movies, video games, toys of all the varieties, all the different scales, except for, you know what? I am not a collector so much of the classic size in the classic series. Um, I did, and we'll talk about it, but I don't anymore. I don't recollect it. What so three and a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I never was even as a kid, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here together as a crew. As a support group, uh, go go ahead, Colin. Star Wars. You, you know, for one of these support groups, I'm very confused why we're using our real names. I mean, it shouldn't it be like, "Hey, I'm Sebulba, and uh, I'm addicted to collecting Star Wars." I've been collecting for 22 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a bottle that collects all my tears when I spend my money. That's that's the largest collection I have. Uh, for me, I, I, I am one of the lucky ones who does not have a family, so I get to spend my money on me. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I realized as that sentence was flying out of my face, I'm like, this is not the thing to say out loud. So, 
<laughs> off to a great well, running start here. Oh. <laughs> I collect stupid statements. No, uh, for me, <laughs> I, I, I have to be very careful with my money because my chosen uh, collection is Legos. So that, you know, collect your figures, collect your pops and Funkos and books and whatnot. If you choose Legos, God be with you. Oh, my goodness. You are in for a world of hurt. So. Yes, and uh, my name is Chris, and I'm a collector of many fine things. And since Star Wars probably makes up the majority of my collection, I'll probably say that it was the uh, the slippery slope that got me this far uh, into what is basically uh, like a semi career in 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 toy collecting and and selling. So um, I've always, you know, ever since it came back out in '95. Even as a kid, I mean, does anybody here remember getting a vintage figure as a kid or even seeing figures in the stores? I know some of you are a little bit younger than than, say, me, but um, anybody have a memory of that? I do remember having like Chewbacca and like the ATST. But, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that stuff. Mm. Um, like, I don't remember getting them at the store, but I do remember like especially the ATST because I was fascinated by the reverse legs, you know, the, the, the reverse knee. Um, but yeah. Cool. Are you, when you say that, do you mean like the original, like, vin- like vintage figures from like the seventies early? Th- this was early eighties. So I don't okay. know. I don't remember which one those this was. I mean, I, I was at the time, you know, four or five years old. Um, so I mean, whether they were first edition, like the very, very first ones, or soon after, I, I, I don't remember, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing, I remember seeing the Rancor uh, in the store. I don't remember if it was like Ames or, or like, who knows those old stores that are are long gone. Hills. Uh, yes, figments of the past. Caldor. Um, Hills was where the toys are. That was yeah, the that's headline. right. So yes, it they is. had them. Hills and KB were right next to each other. Yes, so that was the, that was the best double stop you could go when you're a kid. Um, so so let me let's just do a quick rundown here of you know where Star Wars toys came from because uh, the, the whole thing with this is that Star Wars col- and collecting go hand in hand. Uh, it basically Star Wars launched true merchandising and pop culture. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's even spoken about in like space balls where they, they make fun of it in that, in that light. Uh, so it really is something special because uh, when the Kenner got the license for these figures, uh, they actually did what was called the early bird special. And they sold people like the certificate that they could send in and then they would get figures uh, six, eight months later or whatever it was. And so uh, they sold this idea. Uh, it, it was really popular. Uh, eventually, you know, Kenner made between 1977 and 1985 over 100 u- unique figures uh, and sold 300 million figures. So that's that's some crazy numbers. Uh, so Jeez. you can see why everybody else decided, yeah, maybe we should be making action figures for our our movies and, and shows and whatnot. That really <laughs> laid laid the foundations of uh, what was to come and where we are now. So, um in the early 90s, Hasbro, uh, which is, you know, where we are now, uh, buys up Kenner. Uh, and then the the figures return in 1995. We get, uh, I think it was Power of the Force. Mm-hmm. 
that that was the uh, the new three point seven five inch line. Uh, they did the original oh, pure chest. Characters. Right, right. He Man Luke. Uh, <laughs> he was his biggest <laughs> Chewbacca. Um, yeah, I mean, I have some fond memories of those figures. Remember that we used to do Pimp Wars, Casey, with those. Those uh, that was always fun. I always remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's where my collecting started. Those figures. Exactly. And this is this is where the slippery slope <laughs> it started. Because as we've mentioned in uh, other shows, next year was Shadow of the Empire, where they, they came out with a whole line of figures based on that uh, initiative. And then the mm-hmm. prequels were a few years later. And then the rest is history. Uh, Colin, you mentioned Lego. Uh, they started making Star Wars Legos in 1999. Mm-hmm. So long ago. Do you have any oh, of those God. original sets? No, I wish I did. Sadly not. Now you have to, if you go one. back and oh. try to find them, they're like hundreds upon hundreds of dollars overpriced. They are. And they're like, it's just kind of funny at like the leaps and bounds that Lego have, has taken uh, with the appearance of their, like just the, their minifigures alone and how they make things. But um, I have one small like set with Bip Fortuna and like R2 or something. One well, of those are really small ones. But yeah, I, I've got Anakin's pod racer. Um, with the Boonta Eve, like part of it that it comes with, and I've got the like the two speeder bikes that has like the Jawa with the catapult. Those cool. were all like the '99 nice ones. Um, I I like they're on my daughter's shelf right now, and hearing you talk about it, I'm like about to go steal those back. <laughs> Should yeah, pay for those college. glass. Right. Just right. be like, don't worry, honey, you'll get it back in like 18 years when you're going off to college. Well, it's great. And it's funny that just kind of what you were saying, Chris, about Kenner, like I, I, I'm assuming a group of uh, a group of us here have been to the toy museum, the uh, the Museum of Play in Rochester. No, I need to go when I'm there. Well, yeah, yeah, they have that that whole like the, there's a display on Kenner and it actually has the printout that you were talking about and all the figures that you got with it. It was just awesome. But what's great is going over to the Star Wars Lego area and seeing how many sets I actually have in my house, um, which is just wild to see at a museum. So it's it's pretty wild. And I don't even collect Lego anymore. That's like those are Christmas gifts from when I was like a kid. Oof. They belong in a museum. Uh, Rocco, <laughs> right? after this, you and I we're gonna we're gonna have a side conversation about how I can get them from your house to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll talk, yeah. And I've got an X wing too, and a Y wing. Anyway, we don't have to go into that now. I don't even remember the cl- the Lego Star Wars classics. Like to me, the, the the I got into the Lego Star Wars until like you know recently, or not recently, but you know the last twenty years, not when I was a kid. And you buy you buy more of those unique sets, right? Like the droid build. Um, what else have you gotten? You like those kind of things more display. Yeah, don't Lego sets. I don't say don't Lego, but because just like the pops, the Legos and pops are just such a slippery slope. Yes. So um, I do want to, but we'll get into it. You know, I do want to get one big one. I'm kind of waiting for. uh, You know, the rumor has it they're remaking Shadows, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of waiting for the Outrider to hit Legos, and that's going to be on my shelf, no doubt. Like I'm saving money already. So, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to see the Outrider, it's going to be in the comics. Wherever. The, the moment it hits canon is the moment Lego starts putting things together. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So that's, that's all true. I'm waiting for. And then I'm going to, you know, it's going to be on my shelf after that. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. God, I ordered so many Funkos today. Anyway. 
<laughs> the Mandalorian ones just came out with Ahsoka. I had to have all of the Ahsokas. Oh, man. His name is Rocco, yeah, and he's an Ahsoka addict. <laughs> no, you said that picture, man. I just went out. It just made me think of the, the, the episode, dude. What a good episode. Mm, such a good episode. And I'm really excited to see what they're going to do uh, with her show. And because speaking of that, I missed the ghost Lego set and I wanted that one so bad. And now it's it's way priced out. And hopefully we see the ghost in the uh, in, in live action. That's that's what I'm hoping. We'll oh, yeah. get a new set. So yeah. fingers crossed. Um, real quick, uh, just a couple of lines that Hasbro made. Uh, the vintage collection uh, was from 2010, uh, came back out in 2018. That tackled the 3.75 inch, but it was a little bit. They look way better. Uh, they're more articulated. They come with cool accessories, and they're actually worth collecting. And the card backs are cool because they do like the old the old counter backs. Um, yeah. <laughs> It'd be raining action figures. Um, and then Black Series in 2013 launched them into the 6-inch uh, 112 range of figures, and that's just a huge collector line uh, across the board. So, uh, then, But if you love comics, Marvel had started the comics in 1977 dark horse started comics in 1991 and then marvel took it back in 2015 so so much stuff to collect from star wars guys uh but i really want to know some things about your history of star wars collectibles uh what you loved most growing up so uh rocco why don't you start us off um what yeah. what was the first star wars collectible you can remember getting as a kid and what was your favorite one growing up Oh God, um, geez, this is tough. So I, uh, there was a store, um, in, in the town of Greece and it, it was in the mall plaza and where it is, what, what's there now is a Petco and, uh, like, a. I just, I wish someone could tell me and remember what that store was called. It was like service star or something, star something or other. It also had a catalog, but it was also a store. Anyway, the reason I even bring this up is because as a small child, my father would go there to buy. He was an electronics guy. He got a lot of electronics from there, and they had good prices. Well, they had the craziest Star Wars section of figures, and it was all Power of the Force stuff. And I remember every time my dad would go there, I would be allowed to pick out a figure or two. And, uh, you know, the one I, that sticks out, especially mentioning it here, is freaking Luke with the chest. You know, I had that. I think we all had that. Um, but God, that power of the force collection, uh, you know, included the millennium Falcon that the big, the big, big millennium Falcon, um, the big, big AT-AT, which I still have, I'm looking at it out my door here. Um, and, uh, speaking of shadows, when those came out for power of the force, I got every one of them, even that weird Chewbacca with the dyed fur. And, uh, I got the outrider dash Rendar. I mean, everything. Um, I had Luke's T-16. So anyway, Power of the Force, it was, that's where it started. And I was a kid. But the thing is, is I played with them. I wasn't really collecting them. The first one I remember my, my dad saying you shouldn't open is the Slave Leia. It was a Power of the Force Slave Leia. I still have it in the box. It's never been touched. Oh, it's never been opened. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, that's kind of where I remember it starting. And then uh, I started to get, you know, that would lie dormant for a long time, my collecting. And then I bought a house and I have a family and it's like, 
you know, I don't go out party anymore and hang out with my friends like I used to. It wasn't a bar. Every, I'm not in a bar every night. So I'm like, hey, Funkos are cool. 200 Funkos later. <laughs> and, uh, it you know, uh, now Black Series. I have a whole bunch on order. Um, vintage collection, which I was saying are all on my ceiling, like all looking down at me right now. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's, that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm afraid to jump into Lego. I don't think I ever will. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's How too you... late. Unless you're making too much money, don't do it. <laughs> How did you hang those figures on your ceiling? Um, well, it's an open ceiling and it's just like wood. So I just nailed some nails and then put the through, you know, through the hole and, uh, you know, thank, nothing special. Cardboard, yeah. Yeah, nothing fancy, nothing special. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, I love collecting Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, go ahead, Moses. Um, yeah, like, I never really collected them to keep them in, in pack. Like, as a kid, I, I remember I had the ATST, I had Chewbacca, Luke Vader, R2, um, and I remember playing with them, but I have no clue whatever happened to those. I mean, I moved countries when I was like seven, so I'm, I'm sure all that got lost. And then it wasn't until I think, you know, um, I came back to the States uh, for college. So at the age of 17, where I was just kind of, you know, I always loved Star Wars and I watched the originals. But it, I think, you know, it was around that time where I was just kind of getting reignited with Star Wars. And then there was the, you know, before the, the prequels came out, the rumor was he was kind of putting those together. And I just start. I started, you know, the collection here started with like the art of books, and I had uh, some of the older comics. Um, but again, I think after that, it, it didn't start until probably the past 15, 10, 15 years, where like I joined the the pop that quarterly thing that they send you, like a couple figures. Smuggler's Bounty. The Smuggler's Bounty, that one. Mm -hmm. So I collected tons. I did that for like two, three years. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was going overboard, so I stopped. Now I got one shelf dedicated for like a, you know, one over the other, a two row of, 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 uh, of pop Star Wars. So I'm like, all right, if I ever get more, it's because it has to, again, I put that rule to myself. And I got like dedicated shelves. So one shelf is like all the movies, like including, you know, the Ewok movies and the all the classics. I even like literally went on eBay and found someone who had made a Blu-ray copy of the holiday special that's on that, you know, movie shelf. Um, I got, so I'm, I'm, I collect like little things of everything. Like I have the Spiro uh, BB-8 and R2. Um, I have all of the art of books. I got a second shelf with like uh, random books, like technical journal of like Star Wars vehicles, travel's guide to Batu, like the myths and fables and, and stuff like that. And I got another shelf that I'm starting now to read books like the novels. And then like amongst each of those shelves, I just kind of have open figurines. Most of them, the Kodobukiya ones, a couple black figures. I have like an old giant Kenner one. Um, and then from Galaxy's Edge, man, I, I bought myself uh, one of the Droid Depot droids um, and a bunch of lightsabers. 
How many lightsabers do you have? To, or you don't have to reveal that till later, but okay, yeah, let's talk about that later. Okay, <laughs> I don't have that many. To, you know, and to all the listeners, and maybe I'm I, I'm pretty sure I speak for all of us. We don't have none of us have those rooms where you see on YouTube, oh, yeah. where somehow like they have like glass figurine, you know, glass cases with figurines and entire like you know that's our dream, and we're all working there. But none, I don't think any of us really owns that, right? Am, am I correct on that? <laughs> So, um, but you know, we'll get there, right? Sure. <laughs> or we could all adapt your Jedi philosophy and try it, you know, only collect for a certain reason, which I think is a smart thing. Um, I have to, I have to do stuff like that as well with, uh, certain things like hot toys. Um, <laughs> so, uh, go, go ahead, Casey. So this is my first collectible growing up uh yep. i don't i don't fully remember my first one i just know i don't remember who the company is but i had a bunch of those 12 inch uh figures i had han and luke and leia and it was i don't think it was sideshow because that just doesn't seem right like so many years ago but anyway someone who made 12 inch dolls quote-unquote figures like that um that's one of the first things i can remember other than power of the force you know i had a few of those but i didn't get into that scale as much but uh i can tell you that my favorite one growing up slash i got later in life as well was my luke skywalker that we got yeah i had those my luke skywalker uh, rocco has it um my Luke Skywalker. No, no, it's good. Uh, from 1997's uh, re-release of Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, it's my first time seeing Star Wars in the theater, and it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's my favorite version of Luke. To this day, I own lots of versions of that same figure. <laughs> but um, that that was the one that really because it was just like, huh, a collectible for going to a movie. That's Such crazy. A good Such a good <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I just uh, Googled it. It looks like Kenner, actually, from 1977 to 1980, had the large size 12 inch figures. So, most likely one of those. Oh, this, there it is, Rocco. This is 96. Oh. That's and, soft uh, boots and everything? It's yeah. The, it's the gold, the gold seal there. And <laughs> given by awesome. I don't know. I got three of them. Yeah. Who are the other two? Han and Obi-Wan. Hello there. Very nice. And Colin, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I was a bit of a late bloomer when it came to uh, collecting because I don't remember much of anything when it came to Star Wars figures. I mean, I know my brother was right there when uh, the Kenner lines first started coming out, the specifically the Power of the Force ones. I remember he had those, you know, like the Sand Troopers and everything. And I never got never got them. But it wasn't until Episode 1 released and all those figures came out. And that's when I first got my first official Star Wars collectible with those guys. And that is also the first collection that I had. I had all of them. And when I say all of them, I mean, I had the, the, the series one, I had the series two, I had the series three, I had all of the vehicles 
and like you know the the droid fighters the nabu fighter everything it was insane and i'm so sad because they're all in a box in my house that we sold this past november and as part of the contingency for the person buying the house, he got everything that was in the garage, including what? my Star Wars collection that I had not yet gotten to to what pull out of there. Contingency. <laughs> Don't let's not dive down that. Let's just not even worry about that. Let's just say I feel like the, we need a moment of silence. Oh, yeah. There is a I, sadness I, within me that cannot be quenched or squelched or pick your word. I need a thesaurus. Please help me. He definitely wrote that one in for for himself to get your get his hands in your Star Wars toys. Saw that. Talent. I, I, I definitely need all the things that are in your garage, especially the Star. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm just going to take this stuff off your hands if you. He's listening yeah. to this podcast now and laughing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's his you know money. where he lives. <laughs> you know where he lives, man. Too. Just go get it. <laughs> Uh, we just like, hey, I used to live here. Do you mind if I take a look in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> Fast and Furious, uh, heist style. Um, it's it's funny. I I had I didn't have a ton when I was a kid, right? A very young kid. I didn't have a ton of action figures, unless it was He Man stuff. That was that was more of my concentration. I remember getting a Bib Fortuna action figure for for Easter, uh, but then like parents made me do this garage sale when i was like eight nine something like that and this dude came and then he saw my star wars toy and he's like do you have any more of those and that really like i guess like i remember that moment because i was like why is this guy why is this guy looking for more star wars toys why is he want must mean something right <laughs> exactly so I don't know. light bulb Ding. right maybe <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna root it back to that that event um, and say that's exactly what happened in my life. But I don't know. Um, I guess that's probably my earliest, and then my favorite. Oh, man, I really like the the Star Wars Unleashed uh, that that Hasbro put out the the statue Badass. style figures. Those are so awesome. They're wild. I don't know what scale that is one one nine or something. I don't I don't know. They're just they're cool size they were really well detailed for that that time era and um i still have them i want i, I want to display them really bad again so anybody else have those nope but now i really like them yeah they're cool. they were really cool. yeah, i remember they had the, the mall one was one of them right where yeah i think uh I, i'm almost sure Either Kodobukiya or Hot Toys has done a similar version, kind of mimicking that stance. Hot Toys has done similar versions of them. Yeah. So, now, yeah, I know. It's like Chris was texting me the other day, Hot Toy ones, and I'm like, God damn it, now I'm going to fall into those. <laughs> I got to budget those ones, though. <laughs> yeah. Those are, that's called payment plans. Exactly. Exactly. Know the way. <laughs> the only thing more expensive than Legos. <laughs> truly slightly, slightly. <laughs> yes it depends on aftermarket value of course um but awesome yeah th some really great stuff from our pasts uh but let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back we'll talk about what our favorites are now and uh a little bit more about i want to hear about moses's lightsaber collection so Ooh. we'll be right back hey come take a seat at the campfire 
You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay, Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We are back with more Star Warriors, and we're talking about Star Wars collecting through the years, our favorite collectibles, uh, and our many, many addictions when it comes to Star Wars collectibles. So, uh, Moses, uh, start us off in this one. I want to hear about what your favorite Star Wars collectible line is now, why, and what your favorite piece from it is. Um, so, line-wise, uh, like I said, the Kudubukiya ones, and then I have seen some hot toy ones i haven't gotten any of those yet but they will be coming i think my favorite pieces i got the classic obi-wan and the classic vader and i kind of have them on a shelf you know facing (laughs) facing off like you know episode four style so i think that would probably be my favorite um i actually found a really neat um probe droid uh on the black series i really like it there's a lot of I'm surprised by the amount of detail, even for a black series one. Um, but yes, yeah, so a lot of the vehicles I, I noticed in the, in the black series were, were good. Like the scout trooper with the, with the speeder bike. I mean, like, and then which one was the freaking solo one we got recently? That one was awesome. Effie's nest. Effie's nest. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like they really, um, and Casey, you always say this too. It's always, they can't do faces very well. I mean, they're doing faces better now with that photo reel technology, but it was, they always did a good trooper. Anybody would helmet on or whatever. Yeah. I thought, you know, even from the beginning, it was uh, it was a pretty good, you know, one twelve figure. Yeah. So yeah, I got a, a random assortment. I, I like, like I said before, I have the library, so I'm I'm happy with the expanding, ever expanding book collection. Um, I only recently started, other than having read Shadows when I was a kid, I only recently started um, getting back into the books. And you guys know I'm an extremely slow reader lately. One page a day. I think I'm halfway through Light of the Jedi. <laughs> you get I literally there. got to uh, the, the first meeting of the um, Niles and where they're all yelling and stuff. <laughs> like, that's where I am. But anyway. No judgment, man. I, I like I am planning on like picking up my reading and uh, you know, a lot of people hated when Disney took over, but to me, you know, knowing how many books there were, it was just like a good space. It was like, Oh, I can jump on this now. Of course I'm falling behind again. Um, and you know, 
Uh, I just love everything. But to me, one of the most iconic things about Star Wars was the lightsaber. I mean, it was, it's even till, you know, 40 years later, is it now? 50 years later or whatever. Um, it's still probably the most innovative, coolest idea of a weapon. Like nothing has ever surpassed it where I was just like, that's cooler than a lightsaber, at least not to me. Um, and then the fact that Jedi uses used it and like the Jedi and the Force were such a big element to Star Wars. Like to me, if there's one symbol of Star Wars, it's the lightsaber. And so I got into a lightsaber collection and I've gotten some, you know, non-official branded ones, but they actually cost a lot more and have a lot more detail. I got a bunch from Galaxy's Edge, which were cool because they're actually hefty and, and they have weight to them and they have detail. Um, but their sound is horrible. Like it waits to register the motion and then it plays it. So it's like a few seconds off and there's literally only like four or five sound bits of motion and then a couple like striking motion. Um, the ones I've gotten from, uh, they're called Saber Forge. If you're listening and you want a good lightsaber, they take for customer service is horrible and they'll take like six months to a year to get it to you, but it is the best lightsaber you'll get. Um, they, they have some replica ones, which they obviously don't name, but the sound on that, like you can hold it. And it's just like any minor move, you just, it's almost like you're hearing the thing going, like it's, it's ridiculous. They are pricey, but I have a custom one, um, which I kind of did with a, with a Edo wrap, like a, like a samurai sword. Um, and I have a Dooku one coming from them. And I have a custom uh, red saber coming from them. Then from Galaxy's Edge, I have oh, I have I also have Luke's from them, which is awesome. And not to mention, they're like fully, you can like beat on people with it, and they won't break. They have like oh, so, I know like they even have like some people like that do sword championships slash cosplay use those, and they can use those in film. They they're just like really sturdy kind of blades. Um, from Galaxy's Edge, I have Vader's, which is awesome, obviously. I went to, uh, what was it, Savvy's Workshop and made myself one of the gold and silver kind of ancient ones. And then I have Ahsoka's two blades from Rebels, the, the kind of curved katana hilt style one. But yeah, um, like we were just saying, uh, I think when, when I go back there later this year, I'm planning on getting uh, Cal Kestis from Fallen Order. I just love that broken hilt idea. I really wish, I don't know if you guys remember, they, they had a, that survey of like, which saber did you guys want to see? Um, Disney was doing that. And I think that's where Cal Kestis must have won because that's the one that got picked. But one of them was the lightsaber from uh vader vader's virtual vr vader what game yeah i forget which one that's vader called. immortal yeah but i forget what that saber is called that one was cool because like the, the crystal's out in the open and the, the light just pops out from them so unfortunately that wasn't picked maybe one day um and i definitely want just the way they're mounted on my wall each separately but the two ahsoka ones are close together so to the side, I want to get the two Asaz Ventures ones to kind of do like a similar look, like single, single, double, single, single. Um, but yeah, I, I think the it's funny because, you know, we're adults now and we recently um, 
met up with kind of some financial advisors to, you know, set up retirement plans and all that. And they were asking us about spending. And I love this about Sonia because she knows me. And like one of the things we were just, she's like, oh, yeah. And Moses will need to sp- need to have some spending cash for his lightsabers and his D&D books and his Star Wars stuff. Like she said that to him. And I was like, score. <laughs> Plan that out. So yeah, uh, I'm definitely a, a happy man, and um, good stuff. Good stuff. But, yeah, I, I like. I I got into Legos for a while. I stopped because they, you know, like Colin said, those that shits. Because there's something about building it too that just adds more value to it in in, in my eyes. So I stopped. You know, I had the the snow speeder, um, a couple other vehicles, but. I don't have any on my shelves right now and I want to put one and I'm just waiting for like a big one. And like I said, you know, maybe when, when, when shadows comes out, if that gets released, I'll get that. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. And then the slippery slope begins. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, let me ask you a quick question uh, before, before I let Casey take over. Um, do you have, do you have any double, do you have a Darth Maul one or no? I do want to get it. Size? Uh, and for everybody, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, Kylo haters. Uh, I, I do want to get it because it's actually an interesting blade the way he has it. Oh, oh yeah, I love that blade. Um, I, so I do want to get that one. And I, I think like one of the reasons I like about uh, Asajj is they connect. So that would have been like the double one. But you know, Maul is a cool character. What I'd love to get of Maul's was is the one he has in Rebels, the the walking cane one. Um, I don't think that's ever going to be available, but you never know. So, just get some of those bots and then rig the vote. That's what you need to do next time, Moses. No, nah, man, I, I want the people to speak. When it, that's that's what Star Wars is about, you know. <laughs> But the people speak, pay, you'll get another Luke one. Pay a lot of money to have someone make it for me, then then cheat a system and and silence all the voices. Excellent, you're you're such a good Jedi. <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. Um, so I'll answer this a little bit differently. So as far as my favorite collectible line now, it's for Star Wars specifically, it's Hot Toys. I. You know, I talk about how the faces never look right through Hasbro. In my opinion, uh, they often don't look like the characters and therefore I don't want them. But Hot Toys, they sure as hell look like (laughs) those actors and actresses and whoever. So, yeah, it's a lot more money. But for, you know, I don't buy 10 Black Series figures (laughs) and I buy one really sweet looking luke skywalker from (laughs) return of the jedi (laughs) um but i i just wanted to say so my favorite piece from it is my luke skywalker from return of the jedi um but my favorite star wars toy ever is actually a plush salacious crumb that i've had in my car (laughs) every car that i've ever had since i don't know 94 whatever but now my daughter uh plays with it in her car seat and i just think that's kind of magical has it, has it had like sun damage from sitting in the rear window or whatever he's yellow you know so it didn't really <laughs> do anything but i mean like i have him and i have jabba jabba's in a display case up here but um yeah he's been he just follows the car to car my sister had him for a little while and then he made his way back 
I, that was a staple back in the day. Definitely, man. And um, like your Spider-Man, uh, like car mats, uh, the floor mats and stuff. Yeah, remember I still that? Have those. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> taking it way back. Um, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, Hot Toys. They're they are they're like they're the pinnacle of uh, Star Wars collecting if you can afford them. Um, unless the only remember the really the only argument is that that uh, Episode Seven Luke really looks like the Big Lebowski, but. That's the only one where I'm kind of like, what, did I spend that much money on this? And I, I got Jeffrey Lebowski. I don't know. It's where's the, the force Lebowski? Come right? on. I want a hot toys. Grievous man. Once that comes out, I'll spend oh. a lot of money on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's the best. That. It's Oh God. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> For those who can't see, he totally whipped out his Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was so big. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. <laughs> Sorry, Tell I'm still thinking about Luke. Casey's Luke over there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we've mentioned it a dozen times already. Uh, the Lego series, at least in the last several years, have been my favorite purely for what Moses was talking about. You get that satisfaction of the build. You you are creating this beautiful item that ends up on your shelf. And it's just the excitement of, A, I'm building this. B, it's Star Wars. And C, it's I get to look at it. It looks awesome, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing, too, depending on what you get. I, I personally enjoy the uh the ucs series that's the uh ultimate collector series from lego where they they release one every i I think it's like every six months they they have them and they're they're on these little black stands they have a little display card on them and they they average anywhere between 150 to like 800 dollars depending on the the unit yeah they exactly they're so beautiful my personal favorite is the A-Wing. That's, that's always been my favorite fighter of all of them that's out there. It's just so compact and nimble. It doesn't pack a punch, but it's such a, such a very nimble little bitch. And so when they announced it last year that it was going to be their UCS fighter for it, I immediately had to snag it. And I was, I, when I was just waiting until the day I knew it was going to be out and available, and I hit that right away into my cart got it built it glass it's case. one of those ones that i would what got it in a glass case no space for the glass cases yet uh, but if if i did dude i would do it this is one of those sets that i would take apart just to rebuild because it was that satisfying to put together it's it has some weird intricacies in terms of how you put it together, but once it's in there, it's locked in. And that's also a really nice thing about these series is that they are very, very tight and connected, and you're not having to worry about it just falling apart because, oh, it's Legos. It's it's so beautiful. I would say if you got 200 bucks, snag one of those. They're still available on, like, Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, and the, the Lego website. So... I'm Chris, so you were you were uh, raising something about that, ago, man. When we did the the live uh, May the Fourth, and you were building yeah, the Lego, on, you know, while we were live oh, on helmet. Oh, I have all the helmets, job. and I'm afraid they're gonna have more of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it was very, 
it was very generous uh, of you to, you know, donate donate that to the show. Uh, we really did like watching you try to try to build Vader within the time we gave you. But maybe next time, Zach, the Lego maniac. Uh, Colin, question for you. Are you going to be purchasing the at at eight hundred dollars? <sighs> That's a yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, the thing you you mentioned it the other day in our chat. I still haven't seen anything about it um, yet. I've been too obsessed with the uh, the Lego Daily Bugle that was just announced. That's to a beautiful to find set. the ATAT or excuse, yeah. Um, so I'll have to try to look that up depending on how it looks. But I don't know between that and the Star Destroyer. The those two are the ones that I'm still debate. Those would be the ones I debate getting just because I yeah. like the fighters themselves. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. It comes out later this year, um, but also that. Coverage. Yeah, but also that Republic gunship comes out right. That's out. I think there's that's the other UCS uh, one coming up this year. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so behind on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's I love that ship. Oh, I would I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I have to be very selective with these guys. I want yeah. more and more of them. I just don't have the money for it, but it it's is so the expensive. series I love the best. It is absolutely stunning what they what Lego's been able to do with their with their uh with their rules and their lock mechanisms. They don't have to change anything with their their products and they make just these beautiful beautiful ships. I mean the past couple times I went to in Disney World, uh, they have the Lego store in, you know, downtown Disney. And for years, you know, they would change it up and have different kind of like life-size Legos. But the mm -hmm. past like three, two, three years, they've had like a life-size BB-8 and life-size Ray all like made out of Legos and stuff like outside there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, we if used you to see ever... those at uh, Toy Fair uh, when we would go outside the Lego booth. It was just insane, the things that they built, like, full yeah. size. So it was really cool. If you ever get a chance to go to Legoland, uh, do it, just because their Star Wars section is oh my God. insane. They have a little area for each movie. And <laughs> Meg, uh, God bless her, she was she's not a, a star wars fan let alone a lego fan but she just let me live there for as long as i could <laughs> she was like you go ahead you live your bliss you do what you got to do and she was like wow this is actually intense i i don't understand how they do this they've got these moving fighters and everything and it's just like what lego can do with star wars is totally worth the price of admission just for that and that solidified to me my investment in these Lego Star Wars sets that I will continue to buy, continue to go into debt for, and continue <laughs> to display proudly while I am homeless at some point in the near future. <laughs> you can live inside this brought the to you by Lego. Yeah, right? I will build my house out of Legos if I, I gotta, want to. I got to find some pictures I'll shoot you. Uh, I saw some guy online had made holes in his wall and then like, made almost like glass terrariums out of Legos. And some oh, of them were like little Star Wars landscapes or whatever. Um, so they were just part of the wall with just a glass cover. Oh, that was awesome. So oh, jealous. Please send that to me. <laughs> I want to see that. I'll, I'll have to find it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, last thing before we jump to Rocco. Uh, I also like that Lego is now making these smaller sets uh, at a much more reasonable price range, like price uh 
uh, for kids because as we kind of went, we were paying like more and more for the Star Wars Lego sets, and they were just more and more elaborate. They're definitely aimed more towards adults, and now I think it's smart to do do it across the board. So um, it's amazing if you can buy your your kid a, a thirty dollar X wing. What's better than that, right? Uh, just get them yeah. going the Legos, and again, another slippery slope for life. So good times. <laughs> Go ahead, Rocco. Um, in terms of God, what my favorite is right now, uh, the bulk of what I've been collecting has been between Funko and, uh, the black series. And, uh, really, I, I love them both. I'm, I'm having a tough time deciding. And the reason I love the black series so much is I know they're not like hot toys, but for the price that you're paying, you're getting a pretty detailed figure based on the price point. You know, a $20 to $30 figure at the detail that they have to me is worth it when I have two kids that I also have to make sure are fed some type of kibble. Um, So, you know, if I have to do that, you know, um, but anyway, uh, the Funkos, (laughs) I like (laughs) um, just as much because of the detail and, and the cartoony detail. Um, if you really like take one of them out of the box, which God will make me a little sick if you do, but if you do, um, you know, and you look all around the figure, like under all of it, the detail they put into these silly little figures, these silly little bobbleheads are, are incredible. Um, I would say my favorite Funko itself would be the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary Luke holding Yoda on his back. <laughs> I have it right here. Hang on. It sounds super cute. Yeah, it, it is surprising, like, for the cartooniness, how well they capture certain, like, details of the characters. The mm-hmm. amount of detail in Luke's pants, just the the hemming. You can actually see the hemming in the pants and then the two front pockets on his knees um, the straps, uh, the size of Yoda to Luke, um, just like even like Yoda's little sack isn't just a little blue sack. It's got the straps in it if you look like really closely. So, again, you know, for me, for a, a nine dollar figure. You know, yeah, Chris. Oh, I just went. I wanted to mention when you were I, I didn't want you to stop, but sorry no, to interrupt. You. Sorry. No, um, it's OK. I just. The evolution of those alone, uh, just from yes. like the do you have any like the really old ones where they're just like the same shape and and more, and then they just evolved like into action poses and just they got so much more detailed. And that's and I always I always liked what Funko did from the beginning because it was very they did those vinyl figures from from the start as kind of mm-hmm. uh kicking it off and being very popular. But the new ones are just so cool. Um and that's that's really what I kind oh. of just the evolution of it. It's great. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, the older ones were really just the same figure with different paint, if you will. And then they really, really went all out, um, you know, in, in the way that they, you know, the 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 specificity of some of these characters. I mean, like I even have um, Paige. From The Last Jedi, Rose's sister who dies like right in the beginning. Um, her vest, I have her right here. And this is why I bought her. Like her whole pilot suit 
is so incredibly detailed. I know it's hard to see with this camera, but again, for such a silly little cartoon $8 figure, the level of detail they put into these, I, I absolutely adore. So I would say, you know, for that detail, I'd say for detail for the price, I would say I love, you know, Funko and Black Series. If you're someone that's starting to get into collecting and, and you want something nice and you can't spend $800 on an AT-AT, <laughs> um, you know, look at Black Series, look at Funko, you know. I mean, if you even can't spend, what, $300 on a hot toy, you know, um, that's that's what I've done. That's collecting on a budget, and I have no regrets. I mean, that, that new Bo-Katan... The Black Series Bo-Katan that came out. Oh I mean, gosh. wow. So incredible. I mean, it's a beautiful figure. I'd go get it, but it's across the other side of the room. Um, but <laughs> so detailed. Beautiful figure. I mean, they even got the inlay of the um, of her blaster uh, handles. Like, the, the, like, it looks like a wood inlay. Like, they, it's even in... It's there. Like, it's not just some gray printout you know what i mean like they really so again i'm looking at that kind of stuff for the money for the budget plus the funkos are, are a cool collectible thing because one if you did want to store them i mean they're in there like what three by three by four box they're easy mm -hmm. to store because they're like nice all yes. the same size box they just yes because i remember like when i was moving like i had to store different things and you know i had all the boxes from black black series and they're, they're all different sizes and those I was just like so neat into one of those printer boxes or because they have the plastic front, you know, where the display, the box itself is a display. You can put them, you know, without even opening the box, they can still be on display. So the, the it's almost like those Funko Pops are the um, almost the 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 epitome of what a, you know, a collector is. You know what I mean? It's just like, look, it's a collector made to stay in the box and be on display and you can store it easily or display it and it's easy and it's cheap and it's detailed. It's They do represent that, like the collector in, 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 for things. And they do everything. They have yeah. so mm -hmm. many licenses that, mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. I mean, it's just like everybody will get a pop and that that's what sells. And like that, that price point hasn't really changed much. You'll pay a little bit more for like an exclusive or something like well, that. It's but... funny. My, mm -hmm. my most probably, probably one of, if not my most valuable Funko is uh Saturday night live, Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake, Dick in a box. <laughs> and it's just the two of them in their ridiculous wardrobes and the, the gifts over their private areas um, and I found that at Barnes and Noble of all places years ago, and I recently looked it up and I mean, it's not available anywhere anymore. You can't, you just can't get it anymore at all. And it's probably one of my most valuable in my set, not to mention, you know, some of the ones I bought from you, Chris, <laughs> the, the Joker ones, uh, Batman animated series. And, uh, you know, and then I got a Harley Quinn from Arkham Knight or I'm sorry, Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum. And I just got that one real cheap, but it's actually worth a lot more. So anyway, in terms of, yeah, their value, they've they've become an economy within themselves, the the Funkos. And it's all dependent upon really rarity and, and where an ex exclusivity, which anything else is. But, um, 
man, some of these dudes, some people, they'll pay a lot of money for their Funkos. Even the bounties, they were like two Funkos and a bunch of other little stuff. And I think it came out to like about 20 bucks per yep. shipment. So you're getting, you know, you're getting them at less than $10 each considering sure. in there. And every now and then, like I know when they did the TIE Fighter, uh, TIE Fighter pilot, amongst the many that they sent out, they had the, the one with the red band, the red stripe, which was like, yep. and I happened to have one of those. And I was just like that, that immediately dropped. And even now I think it's worth a hundred dollars. And I'm just like, Whoa, I got that for like $8. You know what I mean? And not to say that it's like, Oh, super. But you know, some of those do, do become rare and, and do get some cost to them. Well, like even going back to like, cause I, I was saying black series too. Um, and you brought up Cal Kestis earlier. I have the first printing Cal Kestis yeah. Black Series. They're like four hundred bucks right now. Yeah, like, and I looked at. We're talking with Chris because he had the BD one. Yeah, and, but it, the new one is the red one, and I was like, oh, you know what? I want the original one. So, like, because you said you told me how they, it, was, it was just being released at GameStop. So I just looked to see if I could find the original one, and people are selling it for like four or five hundred bucks. So I was like, yeah, damn it! Like, I yeah, and. It was the last one on the shelf at Best Buy when I bought the game. So, like, I literally went in to go get my reserve copy of Fallen Order, and then I saw this on the shelf for nineteen ninety nine, and I had uh, one of those Colin gift cards uh, that we love so much, and because uh, our our job issues them when you do something good. So, like, I had one of those, and it was $100, so I bought the game, and then I'm like, I'll just pick up this figure, because I just started collecting Black Series at the time, awesome. and I love Cameron Monaghan. I'm a big Cameron Monaghan fan, a big Shameless fan, um, and if you don't watch Shameless, something's wrong with you, but anyway. Um, too, man, in the, in the Gotham series. Yes, and then he was in Gotham, um, but then to see him as a Jedi, super cool, so I was like, I'm getting this figure. I ended up falling in love with the character. And then I look it up, and yeah, four or five hundred bucks to sell this figure, right. and I'm like looking at it right now. That's uh, so yeah, uh, Black Series and Funko, man. That's right. There is a good transition for me because my collecting is a different thing completely. Um, I do have figures that I that I love. I think my favorite, my favorite. Let me start with this. My favorite figure is my sideshow one sixth uh, Mythos figure. Which is Obi Wan Kenobi between uh, episode episode three and four. Oh, the and... traveling one with the robes. Oh yeah. my god, I want that so bad. Yes, dude. That's I love that figure. figure. You got it out, or is it in the box? I got it. I got yeah. it on the other side of my desk. Thanks. Like I have like a corner oh. of figures and all this other collectible stuff. The They're just yes. Blowing. There's so many. It is like the full. I was just outstanding. I was just like, that can't be real. They're really. <laughs> And they took you and and um, Alex's face yeah, for that for that what? scan. So I love that. Um, you know, I tried I tried collecting hot toys and I enjoyed it, but ultimately, I'm not really like I don't have anywhere to put them. And that's the problem, right? And so I have a beautiful Darth Maul with the Sith speeder. I want to display oh. that someday, but you know what I have to do first is I have to run a business because I've decided <laughs> to buy all this other stuff. Um, and so my main concentration with that has always been Black Series and uh, the Vintage Collection. And I love both uh, because I am I am a big 112 uh, scale action figure person. I love that scale. I collect Mascos. Um, and uh, I've, I always liked Marvel Legends back in the day. I think Marvel Legends was actually the line where I learned not to open anymore. Um, 
it was that. I opened all my Power of the Force and all that before the early 2000s, but that was when I really started collecting. But going back to this, uh, yeah, 112 scale, but really going back to the roots of it all is is that three and a, you know, uh, 3.75 figure, uh, which, which was always what Star Wars figures were to me. And I love the vintage collection because they, they, revi- they revisit that scale. They do the nostalgia with the box, the, the packaging, but they're, they're great figures. They're well detailed for that size. Um, and just super collectible. Uh, so I'm happy they came back. Yeah. Now I just, uh with the uh the vintage collection because like i said i have like a ton of them i'm looking at right now um the thing is is they look like the black series but they just they just scaled them down like they're not as detailed as the black series but for a 3.75 figure they're very detailed and for 12 bucks i mean you can't I, i don't know you can't really go wrong I I've had to stop with those because they're only twelve dollars, and I've literally bought an entire shelf once. It's and a sweet like, spot, right? Yeah, and I just like, yeah, I can't really do this anymore. <laughs> no, I you know I I think they're a really great they're a really great line, uh, and the return of them uh, has been good too. But it's it's tough because, like you said. I'm always like, are they just shrinking down the pieces and making a, a smaller figure? But the, but in a lot of cases, they, they do look a lot different. Or they just rehash an old figure, which pisses me off. But whatever. That I won't go into the politics of toy collecting with you guys right now. It's not, <laughs> it's not the show for that. <laughs> uh, anybody uh, have one collectible that um, you never got? Or do you have something that has never been made? Uh, that you would love to have part of your collection. Uh, why don't we start with Colin? I need an updated X-Wing for the UCS series. I know they had one about, I want to say it's like five or six years ago that they had it. I can't find it anywhere because it's astronomically priced by private sellers. But they've also been you know, rehashing some models from the past and putting them through their paces. I want to see a new one that's of the same size scale as the A-Wing. Don't make it so that I can fit a little guy in there. Don't do it. Because the A-Wing, you can't do that. Guy, you can fit him in there, but he's too small. I want it to be just as detailed as possible. I'll spend $400 for it. I'll do it. I'll I'll shell out $400. Hell, you, you, I'll shell out 5 I'm okay with that. I just want it to be just the highlight of my collection. I need you to beat the A-Wing. And the A-Wing is A-plus tier for me. That's what I need. So, Lego, Gauntlet has been thrown down. It's time for you to pick that up. Carry it over there. And uh, get to your uh, get to your workbench. Like right now. It's a good one. What about you, uh, Rocco? Um, I mean, I'll keep it fairly simple. My, uh, I'd say... One of my favorite characters, if it's not obvious, is Ahsoka, um, because Anakin is my favorite character, and she symbolizes all the good inside of him. And when you get attached to a character, I always kind of give them what you know, like a like Ahsoka is like a, a little sister to me, and when watching her grow up, so that's kind of how I view her character, um, and I love her character. 
And seeing her in The Mandalorian, played by Rosario Dawson, was one of the culminations of my being in Star Wars. And I remember openly weeping um, when seeing her for the first time because it was like it was like my little sister. I was so proud of just watching her just kick ass. Um, (laughs) She grew up and and she not only kicked ass, but she kept to her her goodness. She was also lethal. And that's that's what's so incredible about her is that, like, you know, she's lethal. Anyway, I want a black series Mandalorian uh, Ahsoka. I want to with with the soft goods, with the hood, um, both lightsabers. Even if they did a two pack with um, what was the woman that she she fought um, who was with Thrawn. Who was working for Thrawn. Uh, Yeah. um, uh, Even if they did a two pack. But whatever. I wouldn't. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. I wouldn't even care if it even was just Ahsoka, but I would need the hood, the the soft goods hood, right? I would need that and I wouldn't I would pay for it if it was a thirty to forty dollar like deluxe figure. It it would just it would just happen. That would have to be it. So yeah, that's uh that's what I because I did order uh the Ahsoka with the hood uh from the Mandalorian Funko today, the Amazon exclusive. If you haven't gotten that yet, order it. And then the other one where she's got the lightsabers crossed. Oh, my God. Those bolts from the Mandalorian. But anyway, um, I want that in Black Series. And I want it to be photo real. I want it to be Rosario Dawson's face. <laughs> um, it, it, need, it needs to be. I mean, they did Katie Sackoff with uh, the Bo-Katan figure that just came out. Right? They can do Rosario Dawson. It's, I'm sh- yeah, exactly. So that, that's, my, that's what I want. You've heard me. Hasbro, let's do this. <laughs> it's funny uh, that we haven't even seen any of the three Boba Fetts in the Black Series line yet. That's kind of crazy to me. I mean, what do you, what were they waiting yeah. for at that point? But they're coming, of course. But that was kind of a surprise to me, along with uh, that we didn't get that Ahsoka yet. So and uh, we're we're gonna speaking, get it. Speaking <laughs> of that, I really hope we get a. Um, oh man, my brain just shut off. Uh, he had Boba Fett's armor. Um, Oh yeah, uh, uh, the, the Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Because when he smiles, I melt, and I don't even care. I'm going to say it on this podcast um, because Timothy Oliphant, he's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I mean, like when he was in the office, like all the, all the ladies. Yes, like yes, Danny Cordray. Danny Cordray. I'm very well aware of the effect I have on women. The, <laughs> Yes. The award for hottest in the office goes to Danny Cordray. He couldn't be here with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, go go ahead, Moses. Um, you know, uh, just to kind of jump on that Ahsoka thing, you know, I wouldn't, I would, I would love a Hot Toys version of that, especially considering we were just talking about, you know, Chris's uh, Obi Wan. And you mentioned the cloak, and I'm just imagining that. Don't they have always, That's going to... Well, the yeah, cloak Mandalorian one. Hmm. They have that? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually... That's on pre-order now. So okay. you can get on that payment plan. Uh, I am going to soft goods slope right now. I got to jump off this podcast really quickly and place an order. <laughs> Love you guys. See you. Wow. Getting that Ahsoka. Um, no, like... Okay, so one uh, that I wanted to buy, I, think I just mentioned it earlier... Um, I wish I could. I swear I remember seeing it on Amazon, the Kodobukia uh, General Grievous 
it was a hundred bucks and I was like, I'm going to get it later. I'm going to get it later. I'm going to get it later. And then it wasn't available. And now it's like over six, $700. And it was a great because it had the cloak figure or the forearm figure, the detail. I, I love the statues. I mean, I'm not going to, I take them out of the box. I, I love them as display. So that one is one to this day, I re I regret not getting. And so when, when I see something that just sticks to me that I, I'm like, I really want that. I just, pull the trigger more often now i'm just like whatever you know um we're, we're not gonna live forever it's let's just enjoy it um one that i wish they would do again when disney did that kind of contest of whose lightsaber to make and they brought in cows which was awesome uh i wanted uh, the one from vader immortal uh i looked it up just to re as a reminder it, it's called lord corvax's lightsaber and it's cool because it, it just has that hilt and then it has like this metal ring above it where the crystal is out of the hilt and it's just hanging there. And then I guess, you know, when it lights up as far as the, as far as, you know, the game goes or the, the story goes, the energy hits the crystal and the saber just appear, the, the lightsaber part just appears above that crystal. It's just a very unique and kind of cool look. And I suggest anybody look at it just to see how weird and different it is. Um, and, you know, maybe one day considering they had already considered it, uh, during this first round that they'll bring it in that and I know they had it on display like a replica display in Galaxy's Edge so maybe I'm hoping they'll eventually turn it into a purchasable item but uh, Ezra's original blaster lightsaber is pretty dope I just I, I love those you know unique designs where it's just different than your average hilt um, thing but that, that was pretty cool. So um, they had like a really, really realistic replica of it in, because obviously it's a cartoon. So when they made like the real version of it, whoever's seen it at Galaxy's Edge, it looked dope. Like there was like little smudge marks on it, scratches. It was so cool. So did they make one for the, um, for the peoples yet for that? No, I thought I not, saw that yeah. the other day. All right. Uh, Maybe, I hope maybe so. I uh, I've been waiting for that one. Uh, as of right now, I've just seen the replica. But obviously, okay. they have the print for it. They know what the real version would look like. Um, it's a matter of time that they're going to do it at some point. I do think, like, Disney kind of does these things, especially at Galaxy Edge. I have a feeling they're going to be pulling some off the shells, replacing them with other ones, making those first ones rare, maybe 10 years later bringing them back you know how they do to make sales oh i know so and, I, and i'm real like i know they're gonna have to pull a couple when once cal cal's hits the shelf and i'm worried that i'm gonna miss out the asaz ventress by the time i get there in december so i really hope they don't pull those out um if any of us is gonna visit before me please get them and i'll pay you <laughs> i'll be outside the gates in september <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going in unless just I can pay a cheap price to go in. I'll give you the money. <laughs> can you just get like a shopping pass and go in? Yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> You're like that gift for the guy who's running up to the gate screaming, Let me in! I've been looking for them and I can't find them now. But like at first, when, when Galaxy's Edge first opened, you would see people selling those sabers on eBay and they, they sell them for basically like $100 more which is basically the cost of the past for them to go in and get it for you. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, they're making their money because they probably buy a bunch of sabers to go get it, you know, but um, it may, you know, it's, it's how much it would cost with the, with the, uh, with the pass. Awesome. Awesome. Well, maybe, maybe I'll 
try to get in there this fall. I'd love to. I've never been to Disney. I think Star Wars being there is a good reason to go. Oh my god, dude! I I, I wanted to cry. I mean, they've done for those who've seen it. They it's one of the more impressive Disney portions, and they have done like a really good job of like making you feel you're you know on on oh. that on You know, I just said I know Sonya and her friend went off to the rest of Hollywood studios, and I'm just like I'm just gonna hang out here, and you know I got to talk to Chewie or whoever was acting him out. Um, but yeah. Did you guys hear? Um, so my my brother sent me an article today, um, and he was like, "Only we could do this. Like our families, because we have kids and wives, and we're like, we it would just have to be the two of us." It's the Star Cruiser um, Hotel. So the big thing is you're not allowed to leave. So it's a three day immersive experience for fourteen hundred dollars a person, and you get. A, I don't know if it's all inclusive that I have to look further into, um, but you have orders. You are a resistance fighter. You actually get a costume that's waiting in your hotel room and you get a little communicator like that's the size of a cell phone. And you actually you have orders. You have to be on the main deck for the jump to hyperdrive or to hyperspace. You have to uh, go to whatever room this is to maybe maybe you're in the cargo hold moving like cargo maybe you're in the science deck doing whatever it is or there's turrets and you're like in there like during a space battle and everyone has this immersive situation but you can't just you can't leave when you check in i guess all the windows are just ports out in the yeah. stars and so what mm -hmm. i read they're building it because it's like a hotel but yeah it's, it's all being built a spaceship right outside yeah. of galaxy's edge and when i was talking to some of the the cast members at Galaxy's Edge or the people who work, you know, uh, behind a desk. Um, the idea is, I think, that the ship will, quote unquote, dock one of the days at, at, at Batu on Batu. Oh, cool. So I think for one of the days you get to go to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. And then um, so I'm going to we're going to because right now Galaxy's Edge is kind of open. Like once you get into Hollywood Studios, you can just walk that way. So I'm wondering, I mean, can you leave at that point or are they going to have that area gated too? Who knows? Um, but yeah, like that's even a cool idea. You know, you, you get to like land on an alien planet. And I guess like there's they're like building like the ability for it to like rooms to move. So like you have to go to the bridge to go to hyper to go to hyperdrive. They tell you to strap in and you actually like jump to hyperdrive. And you see it like just happen and then you're just in hyperspace and the places you're in, like the windows are like showing that you're in hyperspace. Now, again, this is an article I read, um, you know, but uh, ticket prices are fourteen hundred a person. My assumption would be that it would be all inclusive and they mm. do have a bar and restaurant in the spaceship at the mess hall and you can get is drunk. It a cantina though like, here uh, is it a cantina the mess theme hall. they got the uh, cantina at, uh, at the galaxy's edge okay bar. so you can only go that if you're on planet okay i mean like that, that's that's for for like two what two three days fourteen hundred is actually I think that's lowballing it to be honest dude if it's inclusive because it's like five hundred dollars a night you stay at a at a hotel in L A that's that's how much you know what I mean well um, he did so, mention manual labor so I'm sure that he's like lifting cargo <laughs> the entire time you know hurting nerfs all that all that really shitty stuff I just you know? I I love the thought of a Star Wars immersive experience oh, yeah. where you actually get to be like. A crew, you're a resistance crew member on this ship, 
and you like have a mission and it's they said it's it's going to be a lot like an escape room too and you have three days had that feel that you're part of a mission for those who did try that ride um i don't want to spoil because it is like a cool one of the coolest rides i've been to but it it does make you feel like you're part of the story for that segment there's more to it than just sitting in a vehicle you walk around uh, story plays out you walk from one point to another and so like um awesome. and so like it's almost like i'm feeling like they were influenced by that to apply that to to that trip sure and, and what yeah like like i said 14 seems less my point is that's so good i'm willing to pay a lot more than that like let's just see when it happens and um i say we do it all together man because oh I'm my god share this experience with this trip man yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll write it off we'll expense it to defat right that's right <laughs> meg and i have been talking about uh a wedding and things like that i think that needs to go on hold for another year we're just going to take a little <laughs> bit of that investment and put it into a three-day trip that she's not going to want to go on but i will force her to take just get married on that like you why that's not you, should, right you know there. what you should do honeymoon Colin, about you. wear a grow wear a gopro and don't tell her at all what this is and just take her just tell her it's a hotel. And Go then all LA. of a sudden she's told she can't leave. <laughs> she's on a star cruiser and she's got a mission where she has to do like manual labor. But I would play die. It up like there it's would, a resort. There would literally be, you would be reading a different article about how a man died at this place and not because of the manual labor that was involved. <laughs> oh my God. You just, but you just wear a GoPro and then you post it. You'll be a freaking millionaire overnight. <laughs> I wouldn't live long enough this. to enjoy any of that money. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh man. Uh, see, so that's, see, so I'm going to actually, let me close our toy segment, our collectible segment on this. If I can become a being in the star wars universe you know and you can go play in that world that's 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 the ultimate collectible i think right there uh so yeah rocco that sounds amazing uh if you uh if you find out any more about that uh especially the pricing that's something that we uh we all should do definitely what it comes down to is there's no way we're not doing that at some point in our life whether that Mm -hmm. be as soon as it comes out or 10 years from now Mm -hmm. So we just got to see how much it costs and plan accordingly. That's yeah. like I told, I told Sonya five when I years in advance. She's like, "Let's sell one of my kids." Yeah, I was like, "It doesn't matter." Years like, later, we'll save. <laughs> oh man, amazing! So it was awesome talking about our collections tonight. Uh, but I have a uh, I have a quick bonus thing to talk about real quick oh, here before we man. close up the whole show. So uh, this month, the Phantom Menace turns twenty two. 22 what? years old and God, so it feels so old now right right just <laughs> i um i just wanted to like bring us back to reality before the end of the show no um i want to ask you guys a quick question uh so just real quick where did you see it and were you there on opening night rocco i was there on opening night i saw it at Tinseltown in Gates, which was like the premier, premier um, theater to go to because it had a gigantic full-on arcade. It had a restaurant. It was just this beautiful – it had spotlights that you could see up in the sky. Now I live near it. It's okay. It lost its luster. 
Um, but like, yeah, that was a big deal. I remember we went opening night. It was huge. I was 13 years old. Um, it was, it was incredible. Darth Maul really just, wow. That's yeah, that's it. Awesome. Moses. Um, yeah, I was at, uh, university of Buffalo at the time. So I was close by to you guys. Uh, I am a mater. I saw it opening night and I'm, I don't remember the theater, but I'm pretty sure it was at the Galleria mall at that theater. Um, and you know, like I straight up cried with the opening scroll, like hands down, like the, and it wasn't just the opening scroll, but like everybody went crazy. Like, obviously we've been waiting for this for years, you know? Um, and you know, as much as I had the disappointments looking back on the prequels at the time, I was super happy. It was great. I still love it. You know, every one of the star Wars has bad things about it, but they're still star Wars to me. Maul is, still one of the best villains out there that battle is one of the best battles out there um you know like it was innovative you know pod racers that, that you know that's like lucas's mind he was like let's make a vehicle race we're just gonna put two jet engines on a seat <laughs> like the idea is just um yeah dude i loved it it was opening night at the galleria mall and it was oh and then i saw it opening night when they re-released it in 3d which uh, you know that 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 plan didn't go well for the rest of the movies. I guess I didn't make that much money, but I did go with the 3D, and, and the pod racing scene was fucking fantastic in 3D. I'll say that much. I have to say this is that's kind of wild. So Moses, years later, I went to the Galleria Mall for opening night for Episode Three because I was going to UB University of Buffalo at the time, and Episode Three. I went opening night at the gallery mall. So that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Small world. (laughs) What about you, Colin? I was 14. I went to see it at the Lockport cinema eight and I was on a first (laughs) date. Oh Oh, God. How'd that go? uh, Well, it's not for it. It's not the woman I'm with now. So I guess it didn't go well. (laughs) Hey, do you want to go see Star Wars with me? Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't pick the right one. That um, so, no. It. I just. I was so torn because I was. Here's hormonal Colin being like, "Oh, I'm on a date, and I, you know, I really want to enjoy the date, but this is Star Wars. I'm finally seeing a Star Wars movie in the theaters." It is this this new. I didn't even get to see the re-releases when they went out, and I think it was like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven. So I missed out on that. Still angry about it to this day. And so here I am. I want to enjoy it, but I also want to enjoy the the massive makeouts that should be happening right now as a fourteen year old boy in a cinema. So it was very torn. But thankfully, I think it was like a week later or two weeks later. My dad took our family to see it at the Palace Theater in in uh, Lockport, which is like this old timey theater, big, like drooping capes and everything. But it's got this gigantic ass screen. It's mammoth sized. And it was there was just us and like maybe one other family. So we were right there with it in our faces. And just the sound was amazing. And I just said, this is a movie experience. I will <laughs> never live up to this nothing will ever live up to this and then i saw the marvel stuff but that's a completely different podcast it is it is when we we should all uh have really soon man yeah so we all saw it in western new york because i saw it at the carmike and olean 
And I remember also with the the, the original trilogy getting re-released, and we actually it was before enter, you know buying tickets online. It was before any of that stuff. So we we stayed overnight. Oh, and Casey uh, Casey had to leave you know earlier, but he was on the show earlier. But he and I and uh, another friend of mine, we would all we would stay over for each one, and we would go at like three in the morning, set up shop. And then like play trivia pursuit and then buy tickets and then go see the movie. And I remember seeing it and I don't, I didn't, I don't think I liked it when I, when I saw it, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was staying up all night. Um, maybe it was Jar Jar Banks. I don't know what it was, but um, I was also, you know, I was 18 at the time and we, we were going to go, we were going to go see it again. Instead we went to see the matrix and it was the same year the Matrix came out, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is Matrix was awesome." I mean, right? That's, that's I, mean, I was like, "There is no spoon." Like, no, there were there were definitely issues with Star Wars, but I was still happy to see Star Wars. Like, Dude, I, I was thirteen. I thought Jar Jar was hysterical, and you know, I mean, there's nothing better than Duel of the Fates. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where I have fast forwarded the entire movie to Duel of the Fates and oh, yeah. just watched the movie from there. It's I would say it's my least favorite Star Wars movie with my one of the greatest star one of the greatest lightsaber fights ever. Star Wars, yeah. Period. Even though my the second one's my least favorite because I just uh, I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it my to me well, it was the introduction to the clones. That's why I like There's highlights. There's highlights, of course. But we don't. This is another podcast, guys. Come on, the <laughs> first cool. time, the first time you saw all those lightsabers too. ignite. Right. No, I love it. it I, moments, no, I it absolutely agree with it's Star Wars, but you know, exactly. it's the writing. It's the writing that bothers me. It's not the story. It's the writing. It's the sand. I hate sand. Uh, I'm glad somebody said it. <laughs> that lie. <laughs> but we've de- we've derailed. Sorry, Chris. We derailed. It's fine. It's as long as it's about Star Wars. I mean, come on. That's why we're here. Yes. All of us. It's why we exist. It's what drives us. It's what binds us. You know, this it's what brought us together as Star Warriors. So uh great show tonight, guys. Uh this was you know, I always I always really felt that collecting was really in a part of Star Wars as well. Uh it just it inspired so many things. Uh it's had so many different lines the year years, and now with collecting being such a huge thing in in pop culture. I uh, just, you know, it's it's a great thing to to talk about, especially when there's a collectible out there for everybody now. So uh, last thing, uh, just, you know, we're all part of the DFAT Entertainment Network. Uh, some great shows out there like this one. Uh, Rocco has Critical Mass. Uh, Rocco and I are also doing a comic uh, to TV comparison uh, with the movies as well. Uh, that's called Listen Up Casuals. And there's a lot of other great shows on the DFAT Entertainment Network. Right, guys? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good to be a part of that. <laughs> 12 shows now. It's crazy. Uh, so as that grows, you know, check out those shows and come back for more Star Warriors because uh, Rock and I and whoever else decides to get caught up in comics um, will be doing yeah, that guys. show next week. It's coming. Not Maze. to guilt you or anything, but right? quit being jerks and read the comics and then join us. It's just Chris and I, and we have to look at each other. Right. Like, let's add a third. <laughs> well, I only just feel bad for Chris at this point. I mean, yeah. Chris is a specimen to look at, but Rocco, he, he got some work to do. I know. He's gotta, listen, I feel ramble. bad, too. That's the problem. 
<laughs> so true. Awesome. No, great shows. Uh, always a great time with you guys. So thanks for thanks for coming on and talking about all your Star Wars collectibles. And uh, for everybody out there, thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. 